0: Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the podcast ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramus, your host for today, and I'm speaking with Bob DeWay, Gospel of Grace's teacher and theologian and author of Critical Issues Commentary. In this series, we are discussing Dutch Sheets' book, Intercessory Prayer. Last week, we showed how he made some claims and applied them to us when indeed these were all rolls of the Holy Spirit given through Christ in this episode, we are going to discuss how Dutch sheets uses second corinthians three six and how he has a confused view of the new covenant. So to start with, here's what he says: He inaugurated the new covenant with his blood see hebrews twelve twenty four but in reference to our part, he has made us able ministers of the new covenant. And in parentheses, he has Second Corinthians 3, 6, King James Version. Testament is just a King James word for covenant. Okay, okay. so th- that that was the end of the quote. Now, just to start out with, is the King James Version a good translation of that verse?
1: Not everybody would know that Testament means covenant. So he told us that. But the other problem is the word before that about ministers, what that means.
0: Right. And he's
1: making that meaning you administer the covenant. Yes. Okay, so whatever translation, the way he goes about it, it really doesn't matter because you end up somewhere that Paul's not talking about anyhow.
0: Right. He goes on to say in the book, "Yes, Christ has made us able ministers." And if I understand the word correctly, ministers administer something. What do we administer? The blessings and provisions of the new covenant. I actually wrote in my margin here, "Wow," and uh, underlined it. To oh, that... to elevate us. We, we administer the blessings of the new covenant. That is shocking.
1: Well, it's the same with Problem with his version of intercession, right? So, rather than Christ interceding for us, the Holy Spirit interceding for us, we need to get involved and get revelations and tell God what to do. Uh, and
0: rather than Jesus administering His own covenant through the Holy I Spirit, I know we administer it. At, um, in every
1: case, you get the same type of interpretation. Some yes. lacking. It's our part. And so the solas of the Reformation are gone. Okay. Because I don't know if they even talk about that anymore, but they should. They should submit to it because what Christ alone. Okay. What's wrong with Christ alone? Right. What about faith alone, grace alone, scripture alone, to the glory of God alone? Those yes. biblical ideas.
0: Right. We don't just say them because that was a Reformation teaching. We say that because that's what we find in Scripture. It's
1: true. And the reason for articulating those was to escape from the bondage of Roman Catholicism.
0: Right. They had
1: a whole host of mediators that you had to go through before you could ever get to knowing that He cares for us, that we, have our sins forgiven which is something they weren't offering without an awful lot of work
0: okay it's a
1: pretty amazing where this all goes but it's not good all right so if you look at that hebrews twelve twenty four, yeah it says to jesus the mediator of a new covenant into the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of abel okay so abel came to god on his terms and Cain killed him because Cain believed in determining how you come to God. Right. Okay. So Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, a new covenant, which is a reference to Jeremiah 31, 31, 31, 31 to 34. This is something that only Christ did. Yes. The sinless one, God, the son shed his blood once for all okay okay and so that's not something somebody can repeat right okay so god makes covenants and makes a way to himself and that's what's referenced there abel was a martyr the first martyr right because cain was angry that god accepted the blood sacrifice he offered Yes. And Cain had a different idea. So, but Jesus' blood speaks better. And so there's a lot that can be said about that, but Jesus is the perfect one. The, right. son, the Savior, the eternal God who created the whole world out of nothing. So none of those applied to Abel. Okay. So there's so much there to to learn from Hebrews twelve twenty four our part then, he claims is to be ministers of the new testament or covenant now the word ministers is quite interesting okay so i got i printed out from my logo software the greek here and us by the way is paul defending his apostolic status to the corinthians who had a very low opinion of him,
0: right? And that's a very important distinction. Right. He was referring to a very specific group of people, his, not uh, all believers uh, for their, all time.
1: Yeah, his apostolic ministry and the preaching of he and his associates, which goes back to First Corinthians, that the Corinthians were wanting to choose who they liked as their preachers. Okay, I've been preaching on that lately. Second Corinthians, it goes on later. They say about Paul, he, he is he is uh, he's unimpressive. Okay. Personal presence, he's unimpressive. His speech is contemptible. He's not. We don't like it. All right. You can't do better than this, Paul. We we'll find somebody else now. So in that context of their continually challenging him, he said, "Who made us?" Diakonos, which is where we get our word deacon, servants in, in that sense, diakonos, of new, uh, a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, what does that mean? That's also, he doesn't take up that part of it here because he's looking at this way that we're administering the covenant according to his theology. All of that's been messed around with by people who don't take the text for what it says in its own context.
0: Yes. The and, Holy and, Spirit
1: inspired the scripture.
0: Right. The
1: The covenant that God made is a covenant initiated by God, and the terms are laid out by God. We don't tell God what covenants he makes.
0: Right. Now, and I think there's a very important distinction here that I want to make sure listeners are following. There is a big difference between uh, adequate servants of a new covenant and ministers that are administering the new covenant. Yes. And so that's that, a very different idea.
1: Yeah, it is. And we need to be really careful about terminology because it's important. Right. Now, I'm not saying that Dutch Sheets believes in Roman Catholic high church liturgy and all that, but through the centuries that's really been messed around with. Yes. And so whether it's the Lord's Supper or the this hierarchy of people with status, okay themselves can it could dispense or not dispense grace. Okay. Wanna call it that? And so on. I don't know that that's where he's going with it. And to look at his story, I think he's going somewhere else. But the servant of the new covenant is what Paul uses to describe his own apostolic ministry. Right. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. So I would just stop there for a second and say, okay, so if the apostles were not administering the new covenant, how much worse would it be to apply that to us?
1: It's much worse, and especially when it's applied to people who are, frankly, false teachers. Yes. And then you're really in trouble. And that's what the Reformation was protesting. Okay. Because what people needed to know that their sins are forgiven, to have a relationship with God, the promise of eternal life, the pure word of God taught to them, was kept from them. Right. So that's why we mentioned the five solos. The more you create a man-centered version of this, where some of us supposedly administer the covenant, you're missing the point. Right. The priesthood of every believer is an essential doctrine.
0: It is. Now... So the priesthood of every believer is an essential doctrine, but how is that different than this idea of every believer administering the new covenant?
1: Because our access to the benefits of the new covenant for believers who've turned to Christ alone, are born of God, and their sins are forgiven, And they have a relationship with God, is between the believer and God. Okay. There's no other uh, mediator. Right. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who's also fully God.
0: Okay. Savior.
1: Okay. So that goes away, and you have revelators or mystics or higher order Christians who would have something that we lack and then they say well we are and then you tell stories about it And you need to look mm-hmm. at one of those stories it doesn't work that way okay in some ways maybe we should just teach the church to read yes when you get these proof texts pulled out here pulled out here pulled out over there one here one there never put in context never explain in the way that would make us believe that the teacher doing that understands the whole counsel of God. Okay. These are texts shoehorned into a certain idea. Right. That Jesus didn't do everything. We have to do our part.
0: That's okay. the essence
1: of man-centered so-called Christianity. Okay. Okay. And that also explains why people go back to Rome,
0: right? Or and even
1: some want even more mystical version. Go to Eastern Orthodoxy,
0: which sadly, all of a sudden, seems like it's exploding all around. I, you know, went through most of my life hardly ever hearing of Eastern Orthodoxy, and all of a sudden, it's everywhere.
1: It's even more mystical. Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't be hard to see that getting even worse now with some of the things going on in the world. And then Eastern religion gets thrown in there. Right. So anything that seems more mystical where we do our part is appealing to some people. Because they're not satisfied with living in a fallen world, trusting in Christ alone, realizing our sins are forgiven, and we have the hope of eternal life. What did Jesus do? promised the woman at the well that we discussed last time we had last week in our session.
0: Right. We showed he was the fountain of living water. And and
1: those who believe in him, this flows into eternal life. Yes. It doesn't mean now I don't get sick and other people do.
0: Right. And that's an important distinction too, because it's something that really derails a lot of people.
1: Right. And so, That is such a common misunderstanding. So to that end, we did this last week. I'm going to do it again. Read the text. Yes. Okay. So I read the passage in Hebrews. Now I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 3, 6 through 16. Okay. And let's see what Paul was talking about. He's making an analogy with the old covenant with Moses. Okay. Okay. So he says, who also, I'm reading from the New American Standard, who also made us adequate servants, de- diakonos, deacons of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Meaning, he'll tell you what he means, but they had the Ten Commandments, but they didn't believe it and they didn't keep it, and it was bad. That's okay. what he's talking about. We need the Holy Spirit to be born of the spirit as we're. Uh, New in Christ. Okay, so let me read. But if the ministry of death and letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even with more glory? More glory, okay. Uh, more with glory, I should say. For the ministry of condemnation, what does that mean? Lost right. sinners facing the the consequences of their own sin. Yes, the wages of sin is death. So, if the ministry of condemnation, verse nine, has glory, in other words, the Sinai, Moses, Ten Commandments, golden calf. And all of that. Okay. Much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. Let me stop there. Where does condemnation come from? Right.
0: I was going to say the law ultimately. We failed
1: God. Okay. So, this better covenant in his blood speaks better than the blood of Abel. Right. the righteous Savior, whose blood was shed, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Those okay. who believe have yes. forgiven, whoever they may be. For indeed, what had glory in that case has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. Verse 11 For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is glory. Therefore, having such a hope, We use great boldness in our speech. Now, that's Paul speaking boldly about the gospel. Okay. Now, let's go on. Verse 13. And are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hardened. For until this very day, at the reading of the old covenant, there's that word again, covenant
0: okay
1: yeah the same veil remains unlifted because it's removed in christ okay to this day whenever moses is read a veil lay lies over their heart but whenever a person turns to the lord the veil is taken away wow so this is a ministry of condemnation do more try harder keep the law The glory, this is part of the history, the glory of God, Moses, the cleft of the rock, the veil. People know that story. Yes. But that the Ten Commandments was given by God directly. Okay. The Ten Words they're called in in the Old Testament, the Ten Words. But what happened? They died. Right. Or judged. And they
0: rebelled over and over and over again.
1: Right. And the same thing happened in the life of Christ, according to the gospel of John and elsewhere. They rejected him. Yes. So the veil that keeps us from seeing the truth is taken away conversion. Okay. So this is about gospel preaching, not administering the covenant as if, that's what our part is.
0: Right. And so really, I mean, it is just, it boils down to gospel preaching. We are the messengers, but we are not the administers.
1: Right. Well, if we preach the gospel, God be using us to that end. The people right. come to Christ and then they have a relationship with him. And you know what's really great about it? They're not dependent on us because now they know God. Yes. We love one another and care for one another, but we don't need a holy person to go between us and God.
0: We can go directly before well, the throne of grace. He
1: so we need one another, but not in the sense of getting new revelation or administering the covenant. Okay. I'll read some more. I'll, let's go on to chapter four. If you learn right. this much from us, it's worth watching the video or listening to the podcast. If you learn how to read things when people make these claims based on uh, passages taken out of context, it will save you a lot of misery and help you have hope and comfort. Let me read on. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we've received mercy, Paul's talking about his apostolic ministry, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And then verse three, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Let me stop right there. It's veiled only if We refuse to
0: listen to it. Right.
1: I want to be told I'm going to hell. That's offensive. I want to hear all paths lead to God.
0: Yes. In
1: our neighborhood, there's every kind of church. The signage would indicate how woke they are, if you know what that means. If that's just American or people around the world get woke too. What (laughs) woke means is you feel guilty about things that aren't making us any different than every other sinner. Right. And your salvation is by getting more guilt and trying to do something or repent of things you can't change.
0: Okay. So
1: that's all around. But that's veiling the gospel. The the reality is every human being is a fallen sinner. Yes. We failed God. We broke his law. We're facing his wrath against sin. In that sense, we're perishing, whether rich or poor, whatever kind of child of Adam we are, in Adam all die. We believe the doctrine of original sin. Therefore, these things that people are worried about, not important. What's important is not perishing but having forgiveness of sins. Okay. So the gospel, Paul says, Defending his apostolic ministry is veiled, is veiled to those who are perishing. If you're hearing this, do you know that you're perishing if you don't know Christ? Right. That's the salient thing that has to be there.
0: This isn't
1: saying that everybody that goes to a church that's called evangelical or whatever it may be called is... A Christian who has to go administer to covenant.
0: Okay, right. Paul's,
1: Paul's defending his apostolic ministry to a church that was there because initially of his ministry. Now they think he's not good enough. He's not eloquent. We've got preachers we like better. Okay. So Paul is telling people forthrightly what the gospel is. Who cried, yeah. what he did, why we need him. Blood atonement. And the, so Let's go to verse four. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the mind of minds of the unbelieving, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Okay. okay. Verse five. We'll stop with this. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus is Lord, and ourselves as your bond servants for Jesus' sake. He's not administering something lacking in Christ, he is preaching the clear, true word of God, the terms of the new covenant.
0: You know, this here, so we do not preach ourselves. This book, this entire book right here is preaching ourselves.
1: Exactly. It's the opposite of this. So, it, 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 I don't know whether to be shocked, saddened, Distressed? How many people are hearing these things and think I need to go to some different meeting? I need to find out. I need to something serious. uh, There's something wrong. Yeah, what's wrong is you're not hearing about the forgiveness of sins. Yes, and about the mercy of God, and that if indeed, as we believe the Bible, as Romans eight says, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God. And that Hebrews tells us about the intercessory ministry ministry of Christ. And we're being told, well, no, now we gotta go do our part. Right. We gotta get a revelation uh, and tell God what needs to happen, as if he did.
0: Wow. Right. This isn't what
1: it says. Now, notice here, in who in whose case the God of this world blinds the minds of the unbelieving. You know how that's handled by some? They're going okay. to find Satan, right? And that's exactly the story that comes up in this book that we're critiquing. He tells a story about how they decided to do the intercessory, and then they bound the power of Satan. Wow, that's on and, page eighty here. Okay, they talk about someone who desperately needed help. Okay. Uh, he, there was somebody's son who was desperately ill, and so they go to Dutch, and then so went on, and it was revealed that the condition has been caused by a strong spirit of infirmity, which he actually allowed me to see as I was praying. This is what his friend told him. Okay. I have not been able to break his power over my son. However, even though I've warred against it for hours, but I feel the Lord has shown me that if some strong intercessors join me, we can break the attack. So Dutch's friend in this story in the book has a son with all these problems. Okay. And got a revelation that it's a spirit of infirmity. And, they're, and so they're uh, trying to break the power of the spirit over the son. And so they uh, got together and they built one of these pagas. He uses that. And again, All
0: throughout the book, you know, wasn't yeah.
1: Our part now. Here's what happens: We ask God to meet Paga with this child. We said essentially, "Quote, Father, allow us to move into our priestly role as intercessors, Paga, enforcing the victory of Jesus in the situation, representing or administering the blessings of the new covenant." Stake us to Toby and allow us with Christ. To be touched by the feelings of this infirmity and then he goes on and he says this we then bound the power of satan over the child's life in christ's name and of course it was his victory we we're administering so there is an illustration of how he believes you administered a new covenant okay you pray against spirits you bind satan and you do you do things. So, what problem were they trying to solve? Infirmity, sickness. Yes. Okay. This is has nothing nothing to do with what Paul taught in two Corinthians three six. And right. one who read three six through four five as we did here. Would sure would know what the real problem is, which is that people are perishing. And that okay. the solution is not to mess around with the word of God by misinterpreting it and adulterating it, as they're doing here, but right. to preach Christ and forgiveness of sins. We do not preach ourselves.
0: Right. That's
1: okay. It's and
0: second Corinthians 4, 5, we do not <clears throat> preach ourselves.
1: The, the, we preach Christ. And so the problem, the God of this world blind the minds so of unbelieving. So what do you do? We preach Jesus as Lord, ourselves as bond for Jesus' sake. What? Preaching Christ in the terms of forgiveness. Yes. We are already those who live in the church age And those who turn to Christ are delivered from sin and the accusations of the accuser are groundless because we are clean because of the blood of Jesus Christ that has cleansed us.
0: Amen. We are out of time for this edition of Critical Issues Commentary Radio. You can access this episode and many others as well as years' worth of articles at the website CICMinistry.org. While you're there, click on Contact and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We want to encourage you all to stand firm in one spirit, with one mind, and strive together for the faith of the gospel. For Critical Issues Commentary, this is Jessica Kramus.
1: And Bob DeWay.
0: We'll see you next week.